Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome back to the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I hope things are going well for you. I had the privilege of meeting today's guest, L.A. Adkins, at one of my in-person happy hours, and we hit it off immediately. She has such a warm, inviting energy that just draws you in, and I know you're going to love her too. L.A. uses her she, her, and hers pronouns and is a champion of solitude, storyteller, and mindfulness meditation guide. She is an LCSW and holistic wellness therapreneur and is the founding owner of Reconnect With You, a private mental health practice. Her practice specializes in work with entrepreneurs, executives, and other professionals, and focuses on helping others improve their understanding of and relationships with themselves. A couple of fun facts about LA is that she gifted the world with a TEDx talk on the power of solitude and healing from loss, shame, and trauma. And she is also certified in sound healing. Welcome to the podcast, LA. Thank you for the warm welcome. I'm very grateful (laughs) to be here. to be sharing virtual space (laughs) with you. Absolutely. I know um, we've had a lot of conversations in our time that we've met. It's just been wonderful getting to know you. Can you share more about yourself and your work for my listeners? Yes. So I'm trying to think about what you haven't shared already. And I think you captured a lot about me. One thing that I like to share is that I refer to myself as a holistic wellness therapeneur. And most people are like, well, what's that? What is that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I had to practice saying that too. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why I prefer that title over licensed clinical social worker is because I think it really captures everything that I do. So I also have a handmade candle business. I'm certified in sound healing. I'm a mindfulness meditation guide. And I also work with a lot of other kind of holistic wellness practices. So I think holistic wellness therapeneur really captures a lot more of what I do. So I'm really, really passionate about helping people to better understand themselves and to know themselves more intimately. It's been my experience, I think, in some of my personal relationships and also just when I sit with clients how common it is for people to be very disconnected from themselves. So I think one of the things that I'm really passionate about is really sitting with people as we kind of peel away the layers and get to, you know, who they really are and me being able to hold space for them as we kind of go through that process together or as I walk alongside them during that process. And that's why I wanted to name my practice Reconnect With You. Um, My candle business is called Solitude Sense. And the mantra of Solitude Sense is Reconnect With You. So it's all connected. Yeah, it is. It's all connected. (laughs) It's a big circle. (laughs) And it's something that I just find so much joy in. And as I have done a lot of my own inner work and a lot of my own healing, that's something that I have, it's something that I've invested a lot in. And I really want to share that part of myself with other people, but also to just share that gift with other people and um, empower them to do the same. So that's something that 
I'm really passionate about doing. Another thing I want to mention before we kind of jump in and get started is, you know, people, I think some people have different perceptions of what it means to be holistic or to even be spiritual in terms of what that looks like. And I am in a season in my life where I'm really walking in my authenticity. And, you know, none of us are, we're not one dimensional beings. There are many different parts of who we are. And so I I like to talk about spiritual things and holistic practices, but I'm also, I think I'm a very fun person. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a, a karaoke enthusiast. Um, and anyone that, that knows me <laughs> would, uh, would could tell you some stories about some of my karaoke performances. Fun. So that's something that I enjoy kind of doing for fun um, when I'm, you know, not doing healing work. And, and I would even argue that karaoke can be healing as well. <laughs> so you can um, sing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I can, I, can de- I can definitely put on a show. So just that's something that I, I like to do in my free time. And, and one of the hobbies of mine, I also got really into um, during the pandemic, got into mixology and um, kind of learning how to make different cocktails and learning about different spirits, which I think Chris, you and I, we yes. talked about <laughs> we that. Talked about that. Yeah. So yeah. just You know, uh, I think it's important um, when I am, when I kind of present myself and I'm telling people more about myself, it's like, okay, this is what I do in terms of healing work and guiding people. But here's some other stuff that I do too outside of that. So I just wanted to share that as well. Oh, thanks for sharing that. And I love how you have so many varied interests and and how you frame things because a therapreneur, did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, you did. (laughs) You did. (laughs) That's so unusual, but I love it. And then the, you said mindful meditation guide. I thought that was a a good frame of it as well. Because I I always think that, well, I teach mindfulness meditation, but I never thought of it as a guide. Yeah, I, I refer to it in that way because I think that when we and I, I'm not, before I even say this, I want to name that I don't think there's anything wrong with using these terms, but in terms of something that resonates more with me, I prefer guide over, you know, teacher or guru or instructor or even expert. And I say guide because I am not perfect. You know, I, I, and very feel very confident in the things that I know and in the experiences that I've had and the training that I have. At the same time, I am still learning myself. And I think when I use the term guide, I am communicating that I am modeling, I think, for other people. And in their in their kind of watching my actions and my behavior and kind of the decisions that that I'm making. But I'm also learning from the people that I work with as well, whether that's in individual therapy, whether that's in sound healing, there is this kind of mutual exchange that I experience that I think is really powerful in the work that we do. So I prefer to see myself as a guide. And I think that it can remove some of the hierarchy that I think can come with, you know, when someone says you're an instructor or a teacher, it's like, no, we're, we're, we're teaching each other. We're learning from each other. I find that to be so true as well. So tell me more about your journey to holistic wellness and healing. Yeah. So I, that's a really good question. And I think it's a bit difficult for me to pinpoint kind of the exact beginning of that journey. But what I will say is that during the pandemic, that's when I got to know myself more intimately than I think I ever have. And that's because I 
was spending a lot of time at home, really most of my time at home and spending a lot of time by myself as well. And during that time, I was able to do a lot of journaling. I wrote a lot of poetry and I realized a lot of different things about myself and about my values and also got more in touch with my spirituality. So during the uh, pandemic is when I purchased my uh, set of crystal singing bowls that I have. Um, My sister actually bought me my first deck of tarot cards, which I didn't know anything at all about. (laughs) And I think that's when I was able to really deepen my spiritual practices and kind of some of the holistic practices that I've had. When I think back, though, there are so many different there's so many different pieces to that journey. I think I've always been very connected to my dreams. So I do dream work as well, not with clients, but I do dream work personally. And I've always I've always feel like I've had this connection to the spiritual realm and to my ancestors. And I think that really I was able to really open that up during the pandemic. Um, But I think it's something that has happened for me. I want to say at different points in my life, there are different things that have happened in my life that I think was maybe another piece of the puzzle. But I wasn't, if I'm being honest, Chris, I wasn't always aware of my spiritual gifts and was not, I don't think, always open to more spiritual practices, especially because I grew up in a religious family. I grew up in the church. And now I don't consider myself religious. I consider myself more spiritual. You know, and when I refer to my spiritual beliefs and kind of what what I believe in in general, I I say things like the universe and my ancestors, and I and I truly believe in the the connectedness of of everything of all of us. So I don't know if that fully <laughs> answers your question. Yes, it does. Oh, that's good to know. It sounds like it, things just kind of came together over the pandemic, and mm-hmm. you're able to use that time and a productive way to really help yourself with the spiritual peace and holistic practices and using that time well. But I guess what have been some challenges for you in your own practice or in supporting clients with their practices? I think one challenge that I have had, and I came face to face with this challenge uh, recently when I took an extended leave from work, which Chris, I don't know if you and I have, have spoken about that at length. no. But, but one challenge that I have had is the ability to, to slow down. So I think we are, we live in a time and in a world where there are so many messages that we need to keep, keep doing. And, you know, we need to work all these hours and we need to do all these things and get the awards and the accolades. And I learned firsthand when I took this extended leave from work that just by pausing and pouring into yourself and prioritizing your your mental health, your wellness and your well-being, you will attract opportunities to you. And I remember a friend of mine told me something like something to that effect a couple years ago. And she was like, yeah, well, when you're, when you take care of your wellness, everything else will fall into place and things will come. And it sounded like something really, something really cliche. (laughs) 
And I think just that constant reminder and even even for me, after having that experience of really coming to a complete stop, which is what I experienced that time as, and then kind of learning all of these things about myself and being able to pour into myself in a way that I don't think I've ever been able to in my life and then returning to work and feeling like, okay, well now I'm back in the rat race. Now I'm back to, you know, kind of going and going. And it was difficult for me because it felt like I, it was difficult to balance the work with all of these, these habits and practices that I, that I had built. And so I think supporting clients in that or, or being able to communicate that to clients in a way that they truly believe that that's possible, that, oh, if I, if I stop, if I take a break or if I take care of myself, I'm still going to be okay. Or I'm still, I'm still enough if I'm not doing all of these different things. So I would say that's, that's a pretty big challenge. Just that, that reminder to, to slow down and to really pace yourself and to balance your work with the things that you need to do to be well and to take care of yourself and not slowing down for the sake of productivity. Because sometimes I think that can, that can be unhealthy too. Like, oh, I need to, I need to take care of myself just so I can produce something. And it's like, no, you need to take care of yourself because you are valuable, because you're important, because your wellness is important. So I would say that's been one of the biggest challenges for me in my personal journey and also something that I support clients with a lot. I see that a lot with clients, that slowing down piece and because a lot of mine are high achievers doing, doing, going, going. And when we talk about slowing down, they're like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't understand. Help me. But I love how you took time off though. And that sounds wonderful <laughs> to just take that time for your, and focusing on your well-being. And I think too many of us don't do that and just keep going, right? And a lot of people get to that point of burnout or therapists with compassion fatigue and just trying to grind through the day. And that, that's just not good for our well-being or our clients. And just being in that that state of being, right? To to just be present. That's the challenge. I'm really glad you brought that up, Chris, because that's something that I think I was able to experience so much of. And I think sometimes that can be lost, especially now when we have a lot of, a lot of things have changed just over the course of my life. We have social media now, and there are so many different things that take us away from being present. And I think that sometimes there is not people don't really even place value in being present because it doesn't, it's like, well, I need to be I need to be doing something. I'm not doing anything. And it's like, you are, you're just being, (laughs) you're just allowing (laughs) yourself to experience the beauty of, of the moment and being present with that moment, whatever the moment is. Um, Because I, I truly believe that every moment and every experience has something to offer and teach us. If you're paying attention, if you are kind of setting those intentions and if that's something that you're, you're seeking and something that you're open to. You said the word allow. I think that's so important. And that's the hardest part for clients as well, I found, is just allowing yourself that space and time 
to mm-hmm. be present, to be in that present moment is is so foreign to, <laughs> to so many people. Plus, I think you're right with social media. There's so many distractions mm-hmm. all the time, all around us. And to be able to give yourself that space to say, I'm going to take this break for myself and do what I need to do each day. But it can't be just a vacation. That's what I always talk about that with self-care too, with therapists I work with, that it's got to be a daily practice. It, ha- it has to be. And one one experience that that's coming up for me right now or that I'm thinking of that is connected to what we're talking about is I attended a, a three-day silent meditation retreat. Oh, wow. In, in California. And this was actually, this was October of 2019. So this would have been right before the pandemic because I, I had actually planned to attend a five day retreat in 2020. And, you know, we know how that went every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything, everything shut down uh, shortly after that, but it was a beautiful experience because we, I didn't, I didn't use my phone at all. And I was able to, and, and there was no, there was no talking. No talking, no electronics, no phone. That would be hard for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we had, we had a, I won't call it an activity, but we had, there was a space right before we kind of started the, the retreat where it's like, okay, after this, no more talking. We had a space where we could kind of talk and people share their concerns and, you know, what difficulties they feel like they might have. But it was such a transformative experience because I had never done anything like that before. I had attended a half day silent meditation retreat, which is very different from, you know, three straight days. And there were so many things that came to me and I was there. I just had so much appreciation for life and for nature and and also just you know just for myself and really being able to sit with myself as i navigated this really new but difficult experience and i was able to pay attention to the the thoughts that i was having and really be present with those i think one of the things about kind of the hustle and bustle and the busyness is that you're not able to really be present with what's coming up for you because you're not taking that time to pause or to stop. And you're kind of just going and going and going. And it was really important to me, I think, to to sit with the thoughts that were coming up for me, the feelings. And another thing I'll mention is that we also, um, we couldn't bring any work or anything with us. So no books, no, I did. I did have my journal because we did some we had some Dharma talks as part of the retreat. And so I did want to take some notes on that kind of some takeaways. But outside of that, it was really just sitting with the silence and with nature and just and just noticing and observing. And I really wanted to do I wanted to go back and do a longer retreat because I got so much out of it. And I it felt like time had slowed down. It felt That's like amazing. I had, yeah, it felt like I had like, oh, I have more time than I think I have when I just kind of pause and really be present with everything around me. And I know that I received that experience for me as a privilege. I would don't assume that everyone has the ability to do that you know, to go and attend a three-day silent meditation retreat. At the same time, just I encourage people to, you know, carve out, even if it's five minutes, even if you only have five minutes where you can just, you know, leave your phone in your office or leave your phone inside and just go outside and go for a walk and listen to the birds chirping, look up at the sky, look up at the clouds, 
you know, and, and just really sit with and be present. I think it uh, a little bit goes a long way. When I think about being present and, and mindfulness, I think a little goes a long way. No, I totally agree. I'm just trying to imagine. You made me a little anxious when you said you couldn't have books because <laughs> I love to read. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what would I do? Because <laughs> I have this introvert side, which I, I don't mind being, you know, quiet and having that alone time. But I have the extrovert side too that I'm like, we can't really talk. Could we do sign language? <laughs> like, that would be hard for me. I would have to really like in- invest some switching of my brain. <laughs> but it sounds like you got so much out of it, though. I'm very impressed. It was very, it was very healing, and and I think for me, it was also a challenge. I think because I'm an introvert anyway. I I don't. I think being silent, and I'm I'm in my head a lot too. So I think being silent or not talking to people, that wasn't going to be the hard part. And even me not using my phone, I thought that that would be, I thought it would be somewhat difficult, but I didn't think I would have a ton of difficulty with it. I think it was, I think it was the the thoughts and things that came up for me. So it was like, okay, well, I'm aware of these issues or, you know, my, some old traumas came back to the surface. You know, I started thinking about things that I don't think I give myself space to think about because, you know, we're constantly, you know, on the go and on the move. And I think having to work through those things and kind of sit with those things, I think that was a difficult part for me because of my commitment to myself and just how important it is to me to model for clients. I feel like I have a responsibility. You know, if these things come up, it's like, okay, well now I have to deal with this. I can't, I can't push it back down. And so I think Mm -hmm. that was, that was really the hard part for me was like what, what the experience brought out of me because it was like, okay, I'm, this is, this experience changed me. And so now what am I, what am I going to do with what I know now as a result of this experience? Sounds powerful. So what are some other ways that holistic practices have enriched your life? I think my holistic practices have really helped to ground me and they give me something to come back to. So when I Before I came back to work, one of the things that I sat and journaled about, and you'll hear me talk about journaling a lot. It's something that that I do quite a bit. And I sat and journaled and I asked myself, what is in my toolbox now? Because I think sometimes when you are struggling or when you're in a difficult place or when you feel like you need some support, it might be hard to recall everything that you have at your disposal or all of the different ways that you can support yourself. So I think it gives me, it helps my practices help to ground me, but they also help me find my way back home to myself. And you'll hear me say that a lot. And it's one of the things that I, that I talk to clients about when I say reconnect with you, I'm really referring to you coming back home to yourself and connecting with yourself and really going on that inner journey, really going inward. So I think those are some ways in which they've helped to enrich my life. I also think that there is a sense of, I think a sense of self-acceptance and an increased self-confidence that I think I have as a result of kind of consistently and regularly using these practices. When I think about the self-acceptance, I want to go back a bit to what we were just talking about a second ago, just about being just your ability to be present. And I think when you can be present with yourself, there is a certain self-acceptance that can accompany that. 
because you are accepting yourself however you are and wherever you are at any given moment. And I think for me, something else that that comes with that is just the the accountability piece. So I when I think of accountability with these practices, it's it's not um, and I say this the same thing to clients. It's not just, you know, it's not just, oh, well, I'm stressed or I'm anxious. So I'm going to go and pull some tarot cards or I'm going to go meditate or I'm going to go for a walk. or I'm going to practice mindfulness. These are these are habits and practices that you build over time. So it's really important that you make a commitment to those practices and you may not be able to to implement those practices into every single day, but I think choosing one could be a good place to start and you kind of continuing with that one or starting with something that you know you can reasonably do on a regular basis. So I think that's something else that I've noticed and I think um I think one one of the biggest things though, Chris, that I think has come up for me is me is me trusting myself and my intuition. So a lot of these practices, I, I think all of the ones that I've named, meditation, tarot cards, mindfulness, um, and even sound healing, it's really they've they've really helped me to have a level of trust in myself and my intuition that I think has always been there, but I think it's it's really strengthened it. I think when you use these practices, you're able to trust yourself more and trust yourself and trust kind of whatever might come up for you. So one of the, I remember a conversation I was having with my sister and we were talking about some spiritual practices and I said to her, I was like, there's no right or wrong way to do any of this. There are some things that are backed by research and things like that. But I even remember when I first purchased my singing bowls and the sound shop that I went to, I remember asking the owner, I was like, so what do I play and how do I, do I need to start writing songs? And (laughs) then I just play those songs. Like, how does this work? And what I realized is that there really, there really aren't any rules um, with, with a lot of these things. It's really about you trusting the direction that you're going in because you trust yourself and because you are listening to your inner voice. And I think that's one of the biggest things that that's come up for me is just me being able to, to trust myself. So when something doesn't feel right for me, even if I don't know why that is, I trust, okay, I, there's something there. I need to pay attention to that. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest way that these practices have, ha- have enriched my life is just me being able to tap into my intuition more and really trust my intuition above anything else. And that makes such a difference, both personally and professionally, because that's what I've been working on as well, to really trust that and listen to it. And when when I hear my intuition say something, I follow it no matter what. That's the thing, because we got to overcome that doubt, because that's what stops Mm -hmm. us from listening, doesn't it? So just to rewind a moment, so how did you get into sound healing? Yeah, I so I I think I mentioned this earlier. I I purchased my set of bowls in actually in December of 2020. So my birthday's in December. And there was a joke, well, it was a half joke (laughs) (laughs) that I purchased those bowls for myself uh, for surviving 2020. (laughs) And there you go. Yeah. So that is when I've purchased my uh, first set of bowls. And that actually, those are the first instruments that I purchased. I have several more now, but there, I I actually can't remember how I was introduced to sound healing or sound therapy. I know that there's a a famous singer, 
uh, one of my favorite singers, uh, Janae Aiko, who incorporates, she's an R&B singer, and she incorporates sound healing into her music. But I don't know, I don't think that she was kind of how I first found out about singing bowls or about sound healing. I want to say I, I found a video on Facebook. I think one of my Facebook friends posted a video and I was intrigued. And I think, and now that I, that I am where I am in terms of, you know, being certified and having all of these instruments and leading sound baths and, and workshops and things, it really is in alignment with what I love to do. I even think back to when I was talking in the beginning about karaoke, I've always loved music and um, music has been a healing agent for me. I think from starting when I was a little girl, I had a a pretty rough childhood and uh, my favorite artists um, still to this day, the, the greatest of all time, even though some people would, would, uh, <laughs> would disagree with me. Um, but my favorite artist is Tupac Shakur. And when I was younger, I would listen to his music and read his poetry and things like that to help me to cope. And um, so I've always loved music and have had just have had this connection to music that I don't feel like I fully understood. And I used to play the piano as well. So for me to kind of reconnect with my love for music, I think, or, or my, my, the love that I've always had for music, I think that's kind of where it started. And I think this, this video that I saw really intrigued me because I didn't know what singing bowls were. And the more that I learned about them, and I remember when I first uh, when I heard my bowls, I just kind of fell in love. And I remember I want, I, and I didn't want to order my bowls off of Amazon or anything like that. And nothing against people who decide to go that route, but I wanted to really sit with my bowls. I believe in kind of, I pay attention because I do trust myself a lot. I pay attention to my energy and how my energy shifts or how I might respond when I'm in certain places, when I'm around certain people. And so it was really important to me when I purchased my bowls to go and sit with the bowls and be with them and touch them um, and just see how it felt for me. And so when I, I remember when I sat with my bowls, I was like, okay, this is my, what I call my, this is, this is my bowl family. <laughs> these, <laughs> these are, these are my bowl mates. Um, so that's kind of how I got started in my practice has really grown from there because I started using my bowls as a part of my bedtime routine. So I have my kind of my cushion set up and each of my bowls have lights in them that change colors. And so at night before I went to bed, kind of the last step before I actually got in the bed was I would turn all of, all of the lights off and um, light my candles and I would just sit and play my bowls. And um, I would journal about what came up for me and I would set intentions and things like that. And from there, it kind of transitioned into something that I shared with other people. And because I started this during the pandemic, I had to start virtually, which, which was a little bit different. It is different. And you might've experienced this, Chris. It is different. Absolutely. It's different hearing them virtually versus being able to be in the same physical space with the sounds and with with the music from the bowls. So that's kind of how I how I started and then how I shifted to sharing, you know, the gift and the 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 medicine in the form of sound with other people. 
I will say when I went to your sound bath, when you were so lovely to come out for our holistic happy hour event, I was skeptical because I don't know why I thought like, what is this really going to do <laughs> for me? This <laughs> <one> initial, <laughs> <no offense. laughs> but oh, I'm telling you, it was just like, it transforms you. It brings you to like another state or world. It just made me so feel so amazing the whole rest of the day, just so grounded and ah. Uh, can't even get. So if you ever get a chance, listeners, to experience a sound bath, and if you're in the Triangle area in North Carolina, please go to one of LA's events. <laughs> but it, if you have the opportunity to go, just try it. It's just the, the effects of that are just so healing. I, and I really was interested how you did that before bed. I, I thought that is an amazing holistic practice just to have the bowls and to have a candle and journal after. That sounds perfect. And I actually, there was a quote I want to say in the one of the trainings that I went to that, that you just made me think of. And it said, um, how can something so simple be so powerful? Yeah. I think that really captures how I've experienced sound baths that I've attended and even the feedback that I've gotten from other people. And it, it really is, it really is very powerful. And I, and I think it is medicine and I think it, it heals us all differently. I think whenever I lead a sound bath, one of the things that I ask people to do before I even begin is, you know, set an intention. And I ask, why are you, why are you here? Why did you come here? What were you hoping to gain as a result of this experience? Because I think that can inform what, what it is you get out of that experience. So what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? Yeah, that's a great question. So right now I have my website up, which is uh, reconnectwithyou.org. And I do not have an Instagram or a Facebook page for my private practice, but I do have one for my candle business, which is Solitude Sense. So on Instagram, my handle is at Solitude Sense. And then on Facebook, the Facebook page is just, is just Solitude Sense. And I'll have that in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for coming on today. There are so many great gems that you shared today. LA. You're welcome. Thank you for, for having me. I appreciate your time and, and your energy. And um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with, with you again soon. And yes, um, just definitely. talking more about holistic practices. I know we've connected before just on kind of some, some common or shared interests with that and in, in doing the work with clients too. So I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. And listeners, you've reached the end of another episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast, and I have one request. Did you love this episode? If so, please share it with one friend so we can continue to grow our holistic community. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Ready to engage with other holistic counselors? Head on over to my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, where you'll be able to connect with other holistic counselors just like you. You'll also gain invaluable resources on holistic practices daily and connect with others in a fun, drama-free environment. Remember to tune in next Wednesday for another episode. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.